So, yeah, I think that we all got through that one, and fucking uh, we're all taking the Chiefs. All right, boys, so you want to move on to some college basketball? Let's do it. All right, I know Mike's a big fan of college basketball. I know you are. You're a, you're a fan of college basketball, but I don't know how much you're following it. Stalls, you've been st- following it at all this year? No, I'm. I've pretty much gone casual with it. Like, I don't like UC's coach. I don't like where they're at. So I've kind of like gone fair weather with it, to be honest. But yeah. like, come March, I'll probably jump in on it and watch a little bit. But I've I've been so locked in on Call of Duty and in the, in the NFL and baseball coming up that. Yeah, that's pretty much where my attention's been. Yeah, and, and when you're talking about, we were talking about before we started getting the mics rolling this year that like everyone kind of sucks in fucking college basketball. Yeah. There's no like like Kansas just dropped fucked up another 15 point game. It was four. They've lost four out of their last six, all to ranked teams. Like it, they're 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 still Kansas, but when it comes down to it, they probably shouldn't be ranked in the top ten. Probably shouldn't have before this week. And we were talking about Kansas, North Carolina, Duke, and Kentucky, the like big four in college basketball. None of them are ranked this year it's just kind of like who's stepping up and you know you usually have like a Gonzaga that steps up or like a Villanova or like a Michigan State UCLA or something like that and I think UCLA is the only one that's kind of teeter-tottering around the top 10 right now they're ranked ninth yeah I just guess saw who their coach yeah guess who their coach is yeah the guy the guy that we got rid of and the whole reason why I literally don't like watching UC basketball you know what good fuck UC basketball fuck you yeah but they technically they didn't get rid of them no, but they didn't do anything to keep him. That's true. They didn't no. do anything necessarily to keep him, but they didn't get rid of him. I mean, right. he, if, if UC or UCLA, any idiot, if you line up 10 people, they're going to be like, right. yeah, UCLA. Uh, so I get it. But it's, it's, it's Nick Castellanos and the Castellinis. It's yeah, like the exact correct. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're, they, they, yeah, definitely the better program is, is UCLA for sure. You would want him to go oh, yeah. there. If, you, if you're a McCronin guy, you'd want him to go there. But I know a lot of UC people – uh, you see people were kind of indifferent with it because, you know, fucking he sucked. And I think at the end of the day, like, if you're seeing what he's doing at UCLA, you have to realize that it's your program that sucks. It's not the coach that was the issue. So, right. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, sure. it's going to make a lot of people salty about UC, but, you know, I've never liked UC when it comes down to it. Xavier's always been my team in, in, uh, in Cincinnati and they're, that mid-major team, like, ranked around 15, they're actually ranked 16th, and they just whooped the shit out of St. John's this week. So, uh, at least someone locally is doing pretty well because UK, UK struggles this year. So um, Kentucky is struggling, yes, but they're on a little bit of a you know an uphill climb right now uh, with with how they're doing. I mean, they've, they've won some games here that have been key, but, yes, they're struggling. For sure. The, some of those big teams struggling is not helping college basketball. It's not putting eyes – I mean, like right now, I'm right. currently watching the game, and Miami, who's ranked 19 at home, granted, uh, but they're beating Duke 49 to 31. Yep, I was watching that right before we turned on the mic, so it was like, yeah. Look, now I was I, happy as I am to see oh, that. See, Duke, still, it's like, yeah, you need some of these bigger teams to come on and shit to do like well. That. Let yeah, me yep. let me ask you guys something. Like, you guys obviously follow it more than I do. So, with the NIL becoming a thing, how much is that affecting basketball? Like in terms of where people are end end up going, like how Travis Hunter, number one recruit, ended up at Jackson State playing for Dion. So under the NIL stuff, and now he's at Colorado. Yeah. So like, is that affecting the collegiate level? For sure. And me and me and Wallet were talking about it uh, actually this weekend. Fucking after we did the our podcast. 
Uh, it definitely has an effect. A lot of people are, you know, taking their time and just going to the G League or whatever the fuck b beforehand, you know, playing overseas or something rather than coming to college and, and stuff. And the game is just changing so much that not only in the fact that, like, we're paying players in college now, but also, like, the game itself is changing. Like, Curry kind of revolutionized right. the way basketball is being played. Yeah, <laughs> European kids are coming over and they're actually doing good and, and fucking teams need to, like, orient themselves around a three-point shot anymore. And, you know, that's one of the issues that I see with our team, Kentucky, which I was talking to him about, too, is the fact that we don't really go out and get many good three-point shooters. And, you know, we also don't have guys that stay too long. But, you know, everyone's talking about Shibwe, um playing this year. Uh, coming back, they were surprised it even did. And Mike was like, yo, I don't think that he has the results that he could. So if you want to take this one a little bit, Mike, go for it. Not even close to the result. I mean, I shouldn't say not even close. He's had a, He's having a good year, but... Not nearly what he had last year, and I think here's the problem, and to what you said, Stalzi, is the NIL been an issue. I honestly think it's not necessarily NIL, because I love the NIL for the kids. Yeah. I mean, personally, yeah, for too. the kids, you I do. think it's it's a great opportunity for these kids, because if not NIL, then it should have been, okay, you can leave after high school and go straight to the NBA, or you got to you know stay a year or two years, whatever it is, because they need to make money. They want to make money. They're not coming up in in uh in areas and situations that are beneficial to them and they want to drag that you know their families with them in in that opportunity mm -hmm. but to sit to key back on what you were saying spilly is i think it's the mindset of these kids that are now making money in nil that it becomes a little bit more comfortable and they become a little bit more complacent where you're not seeing the results in some of the athletes at these big schools as you were before. Yeah. I mean, and now there's years like what we're in right now where like Duke, Kansas, North Carolina, Kentucky. I mean, shit, North Carolina was ranked number one preseason. Mm -hmm. And look where they're at now. They're not even ranked in the top 25. Yeah. Okay. So it, looking at that, it's like you have – you also it's a year where you've got like your Purdue's – uh, you know, Tennessee, your, Noel, Houston, yeah, t Tennessee, Houston, uh, Virginia, teams like that, like that have had, you know, guys that have been there for two, three, four years, a lot of these three, four year guys. And then you've got a couple of, of really good recruits that are sprinkled in there in those teams. And now they're starting to become successful in a year where these other teams don't have those pieces. Right. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I do think the mindset of NIL has hurt some of these kids because like Shiba is just not playing with as much grit and as much heart as he was. And he's, you know, made a couple of million now since he's been in Kentucky, which is why he came back in the first place. Right. I mean, I think that it, it kind of has to do with that, you know, like they talk about Conor McGregor in, in fighting. Like when you wake up on silver streets or silk sheets every fucking morning, you don't necessarily have that grit to get it done. And I think right. that's essentially what's happening, you know. These guys realize that the only reason they, they only have to go for one year. Like they get out of high school where they're not making any money. They only have to go for one year. Like what's the point of maybe jeopardizing by playing too long? A little different for football and basketball because you don't really face the like career ending injury or something with basketball as much as football. But it's like, why would I go do that when I can just make a little bit of money and kind of coast through, through, you know, my college collegiate career. So, right. Yeah, I mean that's uh, that's kind of what it comes down to. Unfortunately, that's just the way shit works sometimes. Uh, yep. You know, it, I would hate to say like we shouldn't do it because it is causing that, but I think that we're starting to see like the opposite side of the whole NIL thing because everybody wanted to get the collegiate players money, and now that we're seeing it, it's like 
not as entertaining. So it's, you got to find a balance. Maybe it's maybe the risk we, you take. maybe we shouldn't have had them fucking get paid millions of dollars right off the back. Like I think a good fifty k to a hundred k a year would have been a lot better for them. But you know, you start throwing these young ass kids into millions and millions of dollars, they're gonna they're gonna act up. So. Yeah. Yep. No, I agree. I mean, you're right. That's absolutely right. And I agree with you, Spilly. A good 50, 100, you know, maybe 200,000 max would be for some of the players and elite athletes. Because now you've got kids that are just like, and they're, because that makes them still hungry. Mm-hmm. Once you get a little bit, you want more. But when you get a shit ton <laughs> like that, you know, Oscar Sheboy and some of these guys, I mean, he's just not the same man and beast and just mindset to the other players on the team this year as he was last year. And I think it's part of that as an, as a result of complacency. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, Stolzi, do you have any final comments on it? Cause I know that you're a little bit more of a football guy, but uh, do you want to wrap that, that whole little segment up? Um, I just want to say that you're a Kentucky fan. Are you a Kentucky fan too? Michael? Me, yeah. Oh, it's Stoli. Yeah, I got a Stoli. I got a uh, Kentucky basketball tattoo down my left shoulder. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm taking so, that to the grave. With the <laughs> with the uh, player betting that I've been doing and just like watching a lot of teams and whatnot, yep. dude, I'm having so much fun watching the poor Portland Trailblazers because of Shaden Sharp. That oh, dude, dude, he's a beast. <laughs> so athletic, bro. Yep. <laughs> that dude just he, has springs. Stolz, you know how many, man, how many minutes that he played at Kentucky? Do you know how many minutes he played at Kentucky? Yeah, how many did he play? Zero. He never saw the floor. You want to know why? Because he wow. sat out. He came into college early, so he reclassified, came in early, mm-hmm. and sat on the bench. And he could have played, but Kentucky was like, well, let's get him you know, acclimated to the college game. Let's take this semester, because he came in the halfway through the season last season. And they're like, let's give him time, acclimate him and all that stuff. And then we lost, obviously, the first round to uh, St. Peter's. And he never played a minute on the floor. He never played two seconds on the floor. And then he goes in the top, what, five or seven in the draft or whatever he was. Leaves Kentucky, goes to the draft, and sure enough, look what he's accomplishing. I mean, it's insane. Just like Kyrie. Yeah. Yeah. And he would have been at Kentucky this year to think about that is disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's... He would have been a freak, dude. That's always... I know. That's always... This would have been a hell of a different conversation we'd be having, Spilly. I'll tell you that much. Right. That's... I I mean, that's one way that I feel like you may be able to fix it a little bit is adding that two-year rule instead of just one because that was... I've said that for a long time. I've been saying it forever. It's always been something that I was trying to say, like, we should make them at least two years. But I think that there's just a whole... It's still a allowed whole to go early. It's yeah, a whole different... Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's a whole different level when you're talking about, like, basketball and football or whatever. You, you're able to shine a little bit more in uh, basketball. And I know you were talking about, like, Portland and watching NBA and stuff like that. You have something to watch because you're betting. But, like, honestly, until it comes to playoff times, NBA is so fucking boring. Like... They score every drive. There's no defense. It's just fucking padding stats over and over and over again. And that's what I liked about college so much back in the day was it was a lot more grittier. It was a lot more defense. I mean, the Tennessee-Auburn game that happened this week, Tennessee won by three points. The final score was fifty or 46 to 43. I was like, I've never yeah. seen a fucking like, uh, power conference game score less than 50 points both of the teams it was it was pretty nuts but like that was a fun game to watch even though there wasn't a bunch of scoring and stuff like that but when you just watch someone go down and you know twick a three every fucking possession it's just like okay what are we doing here 
<laughs> so like where's the defense at? Right. I mean there's not there's not a He's whole lot of to do that. They're seven foot and they'll hit it from forty. Right. Yeah, I know. So that's well, but see <laughs> that's the dribble. Like what? Yeah, I mean, and it's it's tough for those guys to put that much effort into defense when they're trying to kind of right. you know prolong the you know the 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 minutes that they have in the game. Yeah. So people, I can yeah. I can understand like, that. People see points. Like points Jokic. get money. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like watching Jokic, I've like I've never seen. I mean, outside of LeBron, like in my life, I haven't seen somebody the way just selflessly facilitate the ball to the right spot. Every single time, the way that Jokic does, dude. Yeah, and he's like, with he, finesse. MVP for a reason. <laughs> yeah. Like, yep. And this, like, I was watching his stat line last night. This dude had eight assists, six rebounds, two points in the first quarter. Oh. And I'm like, okay, so he's just going to pound it, take it down, draw the defense, kick it, splash. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And it's, it's so seamless to him. He's seven foot tall and he's just. Doing little kick passes, little flicks. Yeah, and we were watching. We were watching it the last night. The NBA, there really is a d- different. Like I was kind of explaining before, there's just a whole nother level to it. It's kind of like NFL defenses. Like the jump from college to NFL defensively is fucking absolutely insane. You get from the NCAA to pro ball, that it's just a completely different level. Completely different. Those dudes level. are they're so yeah. good. I think it was uh, Charles Barkley where he was like, at the NBA, it's like these dudes are just so good. You're hoping that they just miss. Yeah, like you can exactly what I was saying. You want. Yeah, like I don't know if you watched the Lakers, the Lakers game the other night, where AD ended the game on like this little fadeaway, like fadeaway J splash comes back down the court. Dude tries it on him, he blocks it, and I'm like, like what are you gonna do? Yeah, like that's like Anthony Davis, bro. Like that, like it was the one of the one of the better two plays, like full play sequence i've seen out of one player in a while like mm-hmm. it was to save the game like it was just disgusting yeah no it's it, it's really cool i mean you know we can get into this last little topic a little bit i, I do want to touch on just a little bit because he is my favorite athlete of all time but when we're speaking about just greatness lebron james is about ready to hit the all-time points leader and that's crazy my buddy was like did you know that he was about ready to uh, pass Kareem? I was like, yeah, I actually did. I was like, and he's still going to go for a while. And that dude really does deserve it. I mean, Kareem, like, as great as he was, he played in a different day. Back when he played, there was no one who could guard the sky hook and stuff like that. If he was playing in today's society, he'd probably still be great, but he wouldn't be doing the amount of things that he does. And one thing that we're talking about, like, you know, point scoring for LeBron James, I will say this, the dude is just a better team player. Takes teams from the worst record in basketball to the fucking NBA Finals. He's done it damn near every year, and he's starting to get to a point where he's old and he can't just do it all by himself anymore. But, you know, he's going to pass that milestone this year, and we'll, we'll see what happens after that. You guys got any comments of that? Because I know, I know Mike's over there like, fuck this, I hate LeBron. I mean, I'm going to keep my mouth shut on this because <laughs> there's a lot of things I want to say. Just, you know, wish it was a different – Wish it was a different – yeah, dude. I, what he does is, is insane. I, I still think I would put him under uh, – I, I would put him under Kobe for mindset purposes. But other than that, I mean, I, I think I give LeBron props for what he's accomplished. I just don't Ooh. like him. I in, in basketball, I just don't like his his attitude and who he is as a person. Mostly, quote Shaquille O'Neal: "How do you score thirty eight thousand points without a killer instinct?" Oh, I agree yeah. absolutely. And that's I, the thing I, I needed to hear about that because everyone's like Mamba mentality. I'm like, okay, didn't score as much as LeBron. Yeah. Should have checked into that. 
Audi a little bit more. Yeah. You guys scored no, 81 and barely beat the Raptors. And then absolutely. we're talking about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who's like the number one fucking scorer of all time. And like, he's a pretty docile human being. Like he, he doesn't have like that killer instinct, but when it comes down to it, that competitive nature, when you step foot on that floor, you're going to fucking win. And that's, yeah. that's the mindset that all these guys is, that are up there have. So, I mean, the, the, the score record has stood from Kareem for fucking decades now. And the fact that LeBron's doing it and probably will continue to do it for a couple more years, that that's going to be one that we're going to see stand for a while. What? Because he's going to sign wherever Bronny goes. Yeah. Here, that's that, so it's like, <laughs> is so Bronny I mean, going to go straight to the NBA or is he going to play a year in college? Uh, he's playing a year in college. He's down to his last three commits. Ohio State's one of them. His last three schools, Ohio State, who else, USC and UCLA or something? I think USC was on there. There was a team from Southern California and then um, Ohio State. And I think that he ended up eliminating Kentucky, but I think Kentucky was on there. Um, I mean, Kentucky wasn't on his list, I can tell you that right now. I if he was, was. They, they had no interest in him. I know that. Well, I don't know. You might want to because the fucking the kid is pretty good. Oregon. Oregon, USC, and Ohio State. Oregon, USC, there you and go. Ohio State. Okay. I could see they're him saying, at USC. They're saying it's like a 95 to 100% chance he's Ohio State. Though. Yeah, he's most likely going to Ohio State. They're going back. Really? Fucking the Cavs. Fucking, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if LeBron finishes his career at the Cavs. The, wow. we'll, we'll do round three. The Cavs going to suck. The, well, no, because Brownie's not going to be that no, high. They, Cavs, <laughs> that's, so anyway. a, that's actually a good point, too, Stolze, because fucking LeBron, the Cavs, they don't suck. So, no, yeah, no, not, not, not at all. Depends on where all um Bronny goes, like in the draft or whatever, because we, we have to see his full year. But I don't think just based on scouting or whatever that he's like considered that top tier guy right now, like that that number one draft pick, like LeBron right. was when he came into the league. But yeah, I mean, like since since LeBron has there been a more unanimous pick than Victor Wumbayama or whatever his name is. Because I'm looking at DraftKings right now, he's minus 400 to be picked up one overall. Who? That Victor Wumbayama kid. I have no clue who that is. I have no clue who it is really? either. No. Is he I've, a, heard a, I've heard a bunch of talking heads talk about him. Yeah, he, like, Who does uh, he play for? Oh, is he the new okay. Greek freak guy? Is he the new guy Every, from Greece? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Over, he's, so overseas. He's, yeah. he's overseas, yeah. Yeah, no, um, I have heard that, which is which is always wild. These number one picks are just coming from other, other countries and shit like that, so... Yeah, I mean, but no, I, I even Man, that I would not. I would not. <laughs> I would not say that this dude is probably the most unanimous number one pick in basketball ever. That would probably had been like a Kobe or LeBron or whatever. Because fucking bro, this dude, this dude is seven foot four. Jesus, and he's like a guard, right? <laughs> really? I might have to check him yeah. out. Yeah, I'll you check him out after that. Episode, yeah, bro. bro. All right. Well, yeah. Dude shoots fifty percent from three and is like. Over That's there in French, sick. he's French seven French four and yeah. hit, shoots fifty percent. He just said fifty, shot. right? Need to look, need to look at fifty. Need to watch. Need to watch wow. this kid's highlights. Dude, it's, is it's, a, it's hilarious. Is he a fucking avatar or something? What is he? Is he a human? <laughs> he's put a robot out in oh, Greece, dude. He just looks like he, <laughs> he's hook he shot like every Greece. dude in the NBA right now. Like, just looks like a normal dude. Oh, shit. This says seven two, and then right below it, it says seven four. So it's seven four with shoes on. Okay, well, shit. <laughs> I might have to check that out. That that'd be cool. But I mean, shit. 
You're not taking away the LeBron fucking thing from me. We'll see how it goes. I mean, 7-4 fucking being able to do that, I'm pretty sure you're going to be pretty dominant in the league, but that's one thing that I loved about LeBron James over everyone else. As an 18-year-old kid, he came into the NBA and fucking was just dominant from the beginning. Sure. Just just straight up fucking putting up 25-plus a game, fucking 10, re- 10 assists, fucking rebounding. Yeah, he's doing the damn thing. But y'all have any closing comments before we wrap up this episode? Nope. I'm, I think we're good, man. I Hey, just who day. I mean, I know it's Super Bowl week and stuff, yeah. but just who day. We had a great season. I mean, anyone anyone says that they're, you know, not satisfied and it's like, dude, man, it's we're all upset, yes, but we're we should all take a minute and realize that we've been in back to back AFC championship games and a Super Bowl. Like, be proud of what these guys have accomplished. For it's sure. it's fucking fantastic. Sure. So who day? Who day, baby? Fucking go cats, fucking go whoever your team yeah. is out there, go muskies, shit, fucking with that being said, this has been episode six of the Your House, Our Rules Sports Podcast. Peace. Peace, fellas.